Hello, this is Lady Sarah, and you are listening to The Basement Lounge. What's up, music fans? I'm Mike Shea, and this is Mixtape Radio. Every Monday, we're dropping five songs from five different bands and artists from all over the world. Local level, working class, independent music, the diamonds in the rough, the hidden gems, rock, hip-hop, blues, pop, country, metal, all of it. We've got it here for you. If you've got music you want us to play on the show, just send an email to mixtaperadiopod at gmail.com, and we'll help spread the word. It's Mixtape Radio every Monday. Brought to you by Cinescape Media. Hey guys, this is Mike Shea, and I want to talk to you about Anchor. Yes, Anchor is the brand new free way for you to get your podcast career off and running without any cost to you. Simply download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast and give you everything you need in one place for free. You can use it right from your phone or your computer. Their creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds play magnifique without having to worry about all the costly setup. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, all of that. And you can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. They set you up with awesome sponsors. All you got to do is record a script, kind of like what I'm doing now, throw it onto your show and start making money. Once again, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get your podcast career off and running right now. Just do it already. Hey everybody, I just wanted to take a moment to interrupt the show and give a very special shout out to the people who support this show every month on Patreon. I want to shout out Whitney Latin, Jody McDermott, and my mother Melissa Shea, who every single month helps support this show. And if you want to be one of those awesome people, all you got to do is go to patreon.com slash basementloungepod and join the $1 tier. You'll get shouted out on the air, get your name listed in the description. You get early access to all these shows, commercial-free, through our Patreon RSS feed and so many other cool rewards. Once again, go to patreon.com slash basementloungepod, join the $1 tier, and help support the show. Speaking of the show, let's get back to it. Grab a drink, pull up a chair, and settle in, because you're in the Basement Lounge. What's going on, Basement Lounge fans? We are back for another brand new episode of the show. Back after a nice a nice long break we took. We took the month of January off and a little bit of the holidays. And now we're back for some new ones, and we got big stuff going on already. We are just a few days away from the 92nd Academy Awards. The Oscars are upon us again a little bit earlier than we're usually used to. It's usually late February. This time it's, you know, the second week, whatever. I don't judge. And we are here with a with a with a, with a movie expert himself. We've had him on on the sh- on previous shows before to talk movie stuff and you know, I I couldn't talk about this with anybody else. We've got Don Owens from Am I Still on the Air podcast here to talk about the Oscars. What's up, Don? How's it going? What is up, my friend? Welcome, welcome. Uh, yeah, I'm welcoming myself. I see. I'm so used to hosting the show myself. I'm welcoming myself to your show. So welcome. I'm uh, glad you're here. Oh, I'm glad. You- 
<laughs> I'm glad, so glad I could make it, man. Uh, it's good, to, ha- make good it. to have you on. Like you know, we had you on the old show and uh, hadn't had you on yet with the new show. And uh, like I said, you, you kept asking me, like, when are we gonna get me on? I was like, man, I got plans. I got plans <laughs> for you, man. I was, I was waiting for this specific topic, something big, movie related, to bring you on for. Um, also, before we get into that, uh, you know, in the last couple of weeks since things have gone down, it, since we've been getting ready for this, you know, it's it's been crazy world out there in the last few months. Um, in terms of just the film industry in general, you know, we had the stuff come out recently with uh, with with between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. We saw the the closing down of Collider Video. We saw all yeah. all kinds of crazy shakeups going on. Man, what's 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 really sticking out in your mind right now? Uh, well, I mean, it's funny you bring up the Collider thing. I mean, that's something that I think me and you bonded over while years ago. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was just kind of uh, there was a community we were involved in a lot. And to wake up one day and it's just like, well, these shows are all done and canceled. It was uh, that, that was kind of shocking. I mean, it was something I really never thought I'd see the day of because, um, you know, for myself, I've been watching those shows since the AMC days with John Campia and kind of followed it over into Collider and then adding the schmoes and just everything and seeing where it went. And uh, to be honest, though, overall, I can see why he had to do what he had to do just because I understand business. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And for myself, I could tell you I hadn't watched a single episode of any of them in the last couple months before they shut down, which was crazy because, like I said, I went from watching everything daily, movie talk every single day, heroes every single week, um, anything they dropped. I was like I I felt like my week wasn't complete if I hadn't caught up on all those shows. And um, those last couple months, I just fell out of it, man. Like movie talk wasn't fun anymore. And heroes was too rushed because they squashed the time down to like a half Mm -hmm. hour. And, you know, Koi's like, I'm just trying to get things out. And um, it just, it became nerve wracking and just, it just wasn't fun anymore. And then Christian left and it was just like, okay, well, you know, I started to phase out myself so I could see why they ended up in the boat that they did. And it was, it was funny watching it unravel, you know, watching Mark Fernandez on John Campia's show actually, and trying to explain everything, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And hearing Campia talk about it and just, uh, it was, it was nuts, man. But yeah, that was a, that was a big, big thing. Uh, cause that's been a big chunk of the last several years. Well, like, of, of I'm not, a, I'm not a sports guy, line. you know, I'm not a sports guy. I don't watch a lot of football or anything. I mean, like, yeah, I watch the Super Bowl because it's the Super Bowl. So this was, this was my, this was my, this was my regular, like, I don't, you know, I work in TV, so I don't watch a lot of TV either, but this was, this was my, like, I would turn on YouTube first thing in the morning on my TV, you know, power yep. PS4, go to YouTube and I would. Those were my channels that I would watch. I didn't watch TBS or ESPN. Like I watched the Collider and Schmo stuff. Um, I will say that in with Collider shutting down after everything went down, man, that's the most I've watched John Campion's channel in a long time. Because <laughs> I, I mean, I just, I mean, I'm, I'm known for. I'm just, I'm not a fan of, of John Campion. If you are, that, that's fine. It's just, just whatever things. Um, it's a hit and miss thing, man. It's yeah, a he's, a, he's it's a love it or hate it. <laughs> he, you know, he he built up a lot of goodwill with the shutting down of Collider, and then he lost it all real quick when he was talking about Star Wars the other day. But anyway, yeah, I saw wow, that. I saw that. wow, I've never heard the word masturbatory that much. <laughs> like, hold, go look it up if you, if you know what we're talking about. Go look it up. But, I know. It's, yeah, I know, yeah. Uh, that was <sighs> nuts. Especially, did you see Joe Carnahan's response? <laughs> no, that was great. 
Uh, I, I know I saw I know I saw Star Wars Twitter's response and <laughs> oof, man, they eviscerated that dude. But uh, you just saw, yeah, go look up Joe Carnahan's response. Geez. I mean, it's coming from a very big director and writer in Hollywood, and and yeah, he Jeez. he didn't uh, he didn't have very kind words for Mister Campion. <laughs> Let's just say that. Well, that's that's fine. I'm kind of in the same boat, but uh, yeah, you know, so it's trying to stay, you know, yeah, I'm like you, like I've understood. You know, Eventide Entertainment was my baby for a very long time, seven years. And it eventually just got to the point where, you know, we decided that after seven years, we hadn't turned a single profit. Everything was just kind of hovering. And we decided to make the decision of just, you know, we, we shut things down. And, you know, yeah, we had a lot of podcasts on our podcast network that we were really big fans of. And a lot of them have gone on and are still going on now. Some of them aren't, but... It was just it was just that time. So I understand where Mark Fernandez was coming from as far as just you know what, yeah. they weren't getting the viewership and plus with the way that YouTube pays out, like you gotta do gangbusters level numbers to make a dime off of YouTube. So mm-hmm. if they're not getting the return, they're not getting returned. So that's what happens. But yeah. we are here today because uh we got the Oscars coming up this Sunday and also because it is the start of a new year. You know, the films are starting to come out now for the year we've been looking forward to. We saw a lot of trailers at the Super Bowl this past Sunday. That's right. I said the name of the game. I'm not calling it the big game. It's a football game. It's the Super Bowl. We all know what it's called. Strike my channel. I don't care. Uh, we're gonna, But we, we saw trailers for a lot of stuff that's coming out this year and some stuff coming out next year. So we're going to talk about our predictions for the Oscars. But before we get into the Oscars, because I think that's going to be the bigger conversation, uh, I do want to talk about, first up, what some of uh, your uh, most anticipated films for this year are, Don. Yeah, yeah, you know, so lucky for you, I had a list because we just did this podcast a couple weeks ago, Um, you know, that it was, uh, we actually, every year in January, we do an Am I Still on the Air, and uh, we do our top 10 countdown of, uh, you know, 2019, and then leading into the most anticipated of 2020. Um, This year, there's some good stuff coming out, but I got to be honest, man, I'm not very impressed by 2020 when it comes yeah. to the film slate. I mean, there's really nothing big. There's no real event picture right. this year. I feel like every year there's always that one or two, maybe even three that I'm just dying to see. I'm just like, oh, I cannot wait. May can't get here quick enough. Mm-hmm. And this year it's just kind of like, yeah, I got some stuff I'm interested in, but it was uh, slim pickings. I felt when it, I was putting my list together. I was just like, "Yeah, I guess this is in there." And you know what um, I think that is? I think it's. I think it's because in the same year, in 2019, we saw the end, relatively, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe came to a massive climax with Avengers Endgame, and then we also wrapped up Star Wars. Yeah, like two of the biggest. Uh, two of the and, and DC's doing whatever they're doing, but two of the biggest uh, blockbuster franchises essentially closed a chapter in the same year and it does kind of leave you with that feeling of like okay well then shit now what <laughs> yeah yeah exactly i mean there's just there's not there's not anything big like that to look forward to i mean Endgame was my number one movie of last year mm-hmm. um you know star wars was in the top you know as well too like you said i mean just these final chapters um, going into this year, I mean, it's, it's a lot of just titles. I mean, mm-hmm. I am looking forward if you kind of crack into my top 10, my number 10, uh, was Godzilla versus King Kong. Yes. Um, that comes out later in the year. It was supposed to come out actually, I think next month. Um, but then they pushed it back all the way to oh, that's uh, November. Right. I, I yeah, was still sitting so. here expecting it to come out like this summer. I forgot they pushed it back to, uh, so was it, was it November? 
November, I believe. Yeah. yeah. It was supposed to be out in March, I believe. That's it was the right. Yeah. Date, November, so. November 20th now is when it's coming out. Jeez. Yeah. So we got a long ways to wait, but I'm yeah. looking very forward to this. I mean, the franchise is kind of hit and miss with me. I've been so so in the Godzilla movies, but I loved Kong Skull Island. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to just them going to battle. So I got high hopes there. Yeah, everybody likes to take shots at the two Godzilla movies, which which I get. There are things to take. I enjoy them, but there are definitely things to yeah. take shot at. Yeah. But a lot of people forget, like, we also got to include Kong Skull Island in the mix. And Kong Skull Island was awesome. Badass. <laughs> I uh, I actually like the first uh, the 2014 Godzilla. It just I just needed more Godzilla. Um, yeah. With with Godzilla King of the Monsters, I definitely got a lot more monster stuff. But the difference was all the stuff with the humans. I couldn't give a crap. Yeah. Oh exactly. man. And and spoiler alert: when it gets to the part where um, where uh, Ken Watanabe dies, I remember thinking to myself, why wasn't he the main character from the beginning? Mm. Like, why wasn't he the main lead, like, in the first Godzilla, and we followed his story throughout these two movies? Because he went from being a... They knew that he, they, that for the most audiences, he wouldn't be able to carry it. Yeah, but but then for, but for them to have him have, like, this, like, grand, knowledgeable send-off in the second one, I was like, eh, this doesn't feel earned. This doesn't feel earned. <laughs> At least he came back from the first one. That's true. We didn't really He's, have any repeat people. Him and the nameless admiral from the first movie. Those the only two. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So there, I, there's a guy in the lab in um, uh, in that sequel that supposedly is um, one of the characters from Skull Island, like grown up. He's oh, now whatever. One of the in the lab. Oh, whatever. Yeah. So I, I saw that and I was like, well, that's a stretch because nobody would ever know that that's unless like, you had read the article. So. That's like when somebody that's like when somebody like in, at Lucasfilm, like confirmed that the guy with the beard in Return of the Jedi is actually uh, Rex, like just as an old man. And I'm like, oh, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> Nobody cares. Well, that was like with uh, Marvel, too. And they, they tried to go back and say that uh, the little kid in Iron Man 2 it was uh, young Peter Parker. Oh, what a, <laughs> after again? All those whatever. Years, I'm like, come on, come on. <laughs> okay, it's fine. Um, See, it's easy to look back now and be like, well, the the, the age kind of matches up, so uh, we're gonna go with that. I remember they did the somebody did the same the thing. Expo. Somebody did the same thing with Captain America: The First Avenger. They tried to say that the kid in the one sequence who's running through the street with the Captain America shield painted on a trash can lid as young Phil Coulson. I'm like, yeah, but that would make Phil Coulson like 80 years old. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and I know my math is bad on that one, but it's fine. It's whatever. Uh, Close enough. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, but Kong Skull, uh, Kong, uh, Godzilla versus Kong, I don't give a damn. I cannot wait for that movie. i yes. so excited. Very much. Uh, my number nine was a movie that I actually originally did not even have on my list, and then the trailer came out, and I was like, all right, I'm going to slide it in there, and that's Morbius. Uh, I thought the trailer was great for Morbius, so yeah. looking forward to Jared Leto as uh, the living vampire, and I like how they're setting it pretty deep into the Spider-Man universe, even though <laughs> they're they're probably going to have to watch the uh, Marvel references, but uh, yeah. I like that they're leaning into that with Vulture and everything like that, so yeah, uh, yeah looking forward that one i i was sh like when that because this is a movie that has been talked about forever like ever since uh homecoming came out they've been talking about doing a michael morbius movie and i'm like there's no there's no freaking way there's no freaking way this movie's ever gonna get made 
They're going to talk about it. And they're like, yeah, we're thinking about Jared Leto. I'm like, N- who cares? This movie's never going to get made. And then I wake up one morning, like the Morbius trailer dropped. And I'm like, wait, they actually made this movie? And then I watched the trailer and I was like, this looks freaking awesome. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. I, I just. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah, uh, Michael, Michael Keaton dropping it at the end as, as Adrian <laughs> Toomes. I was like, wait, wait, what? What? Exactly. <laughs> Michael um, Morbius. <laughs> the, yeah, the character that like <laughs> of all the of all the Spider-Man villains to get their own movie, Morbius is the one. Like, <laughs> like, like, like. Let's be honest. He's not a. He's not a popular no. vi- like he's not a villain that i go like you know who we're really looking forward to getting their own movie would be like more be like no i'd, I'd, I'd want to see like a geez i'd, I'd, I'd want to see like a like a calendar man movie before i'd want to see a, a <laughs> wrong universe but whatever but yeah that, that like that horror element man like the trailer was creepy yeah um so yeah look at and that one very very good and that one's coming out was it this summer summer july i believe july, yeah july 31st holy cow and the fact that they because like we like i said we heard rumblings about them making this movie uh-huh. but the fact that they've essentially shot this thing oh yeah they've been dutching it for a while uh, it's, it's just like the fact that they were able to get this thing made and like we heard nothing about it it just suddenly there was a trailer it's like oh <laughs> y- y'all been working on this for a while i guess <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's yeah it's crazy how some productions you hear every little detail and then other ones it's like there's a start date and all of a sudden there's a trailer out and you're just like oh wow okay there it is well it's like guardians guardians of the galaxy did that like they announced the movie at comic-con four months later they 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 whatever footage they shot they just made it into a trailer and i was like well this already look they did the same thing for wonder woman too it was just like oh okay this we're cool (laughs) didn't know you guys were making this So what else you got, uh, man? Yeah, my number eight is a uh, movie comes out next month, actually, based on another comic, uh, and it's uh, Bloodshot with Vin Diesel. So, so I know uh, nothing about Bloodshot, so I'm going to let you take the reins on this one. Yeah, so I mean, so Bloodshot's one of these characters from the Valiant comic book universe. Um, basically, he's pretty much indestructible. <laughs> he's got these nano nanites in his uh, body that basically if he gets cut, shot, whatever, uh, his body just reconnects itself. Um, yeah. It's a pretty interesting character. Um, they've been trying to make this movie for a long time. And, um, you know, Vin is an interesting choice. I remember, I can't even... There was somebody else that they were going to go with for a while there. Might even I might even remember, maybe even Jared Leto at one point. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, you know they they did Vin and and the tra- the trailers I've loved. I mean, it just it looks like a fun, just action movie with him just getting shot up and blown up and cut and all kinds of shit and his body just coming back together. And so, I'm like, I don't know how you stop this guy to be honest. So, so there's, there's trailers for this out already. Oh yeah, there's a couple of them. I because it comes out next month. <laughs> this this, this is completely soon. this is completely bypassed me. I don't know how I've missed all of this. Oh um, wow, yeah, definitely check out the trailer for Bloodshot. Because yeah. I've I've read some Valiant comics, not a lot. I've read some. Uh, none of them obviously were were Bloodshot, but uh, man, I, this one completely missed me. Yeah, okay. Yeah, very cool. And it's Vin Diesel, uh, so you know Vin Diesel. Yeah, okay. I, I like him. Vin. It's a good good supporting cast as well. So. Uh, Guy Pierce is in this, uh, so what? yeah, I mean, look, looks good. I'm looking at this movie right now. Guy Pierce, eh, T- Toby, Ke- Toby Kebble. Okay, <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> um, wow. Okay, 
Yeah, I forget the dude's name, but the real funny black dude from uh, New Girl, he's he's in it as well too. Um, uh, I love oh, anything L- he pops uh, up. Uh, Lamorne Morris. Yes, yes. Yeah, he's funny. He's, he's funny. Great. Okay. Oh, I see. Actually, now when we get done here, I'm gonna go watch some trailers for this shit. And next thing you know, it's gonna be like my most anticipated movie of the year. <laughs> yeah, com- yeah, well, completely missed great. this one. All right, so there's a great ass shot in the trailer where he gets like shot in the face, and it goes into slow motion, and half his face is blown off, and then it's like whoosh, and then it goes right back on and connects itself again. Uh, see, this sound, this uh, this this sounds like some shit that would be great on like in, like season two of The Boys. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yes. Which also comes out later this year. Can't yes, wait. it does. Oh man! <laughs> uh, number seven, uh, I'm excited about a lot. Great first trailer, and I love this guy. And um, it just looks like a hell of a lot of fun. And that's Ryan Reynolds' movie, Free Guy. Uh, Free <gasps> yes. Guy looks so damn good. Where he's basically just this generic video game character who just snaps out of it one day and is like, "I don't want to be the guy to just get beat up and robbed one day, <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna break out and do something and become the hero for once." And it it looks like they've created this amazing video game world, and just with Ryan Reynolds' silly humor and everything that goes with it, I mean, it just looks fantastic, man. And I had read an article that. He said, um, this was the most fun he's ever had making a movie. And he goes, and I made Deadpool. <laughs> so, you know, so that's big coming from him. And and I just think this movie looks great. I I remember seeing the first trailer for this movie last year and about fell out of my chair laughing. Because cause I will say, because it looks like the game is like some weird semblance of like, uh, of like Grand Theft Auto and, yeah, and like a Fortnite and yeah. like Call of Duty, you know, like it's like a shooter game, but yeah, it's got all kinds of crazy shit going this is on. Like, this almost feels like Wreck It Ralph for adults. Um, yes, and yes. Uh, I, I, I love. I also love the fact this thing's directed by Sean Levy because like his his movies don't get like the the most like critical reception, but like I really liked uh, his Cheaper by the Dozen, his Pink Panther. I love all three of the Night at the Museum movies. I thought Real Steel was really good, and This Is Where I Leave You is a movie that makes me cry every time I watch it. Um, so I think this is a good guy to handle this movie. Um, and they, Not to mention, apparently this guy is supposed to be working on like a Starman remake. Well, that, that's for another conversation. But uh, yeah, Free Guy, I remember somebody told me, was describing the movie. They're like, yeah, so Ryan Reynolds plays a video game character, but like he's an NPC, and he becomes self-aware. And I'm like, okay, this just sounds like they're just trying to mac off of like like the Deadpool breaking the fourth wall meta humor shit, and then I remember yeah. I, I saw the trailer and I was like, "This this is going to be my favorite movie of the this year." Is genius, <laughs> this, is, this is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I love that he gets punched in the face and he's got like the broken nose and then the little um, health briefcase is like sitting there shining, you know, and he goes and grabs it and he's a like, whoop, and he's all healed up and shit. I'm like, oh, this is great. That's fantastic. Uh, number six is a movie that I hope comes out later this year because it's supposed to be, oh. it's on the docket, but I have not even heard or seen a single picture from production. So I'm a little curious if it's going to even drop, uh, but that's Venom 2. Oh, okay. Uh, very excited for Venom 2. Andy Circus is directing this one. It might be rated R. Uh, we got Carnage in this one. I mean, I am super, super stoked. I, I really like the first Venom movie. I know it's a so-so movie for a lot of people, but I thought Tom Hardy was great. I love the way Venom was portrayed. I thought it just had some good humor, good action, and I really liked it. And I just feel like this sequel 
could be something really special, especially with Andy Serkis behind it, uh, with the mocap and all the kinds of things that they could do in the sequel. And Carnage is just somebody I've wa- waited my whole life to see on the big screen. So um, I'm I'm super excited about this if it actually drops this year. But um, we'll we'll see on that one. But it's supposed to come out in October. So um, well, I, I had to put it on the list. So it's number six right now. So I'm I'm, I'm gonna hit you with two things. So one, I'm I'm gonna deviate from you a little bit. I'm I'm not super stoked about this movie. I I didn't love the first one that much. I, I kind of walked out of it just kind of like so, meh. Um, and which is which is weird because so <laughs> with the first Venom, like when that very very first trailer dropped, the one where you don't actually see any Venom, right. like at, I was just kind of like, well, that's a shitty trailer. That's a, yeah. that's a that's a terrible trailer. That could be for any Hated movie. That and then, but then as the trailers came out and he saw more, more, I was like, man, every time, every little bit more of this of this I see in a trailer, the more I'm stoked to see it, man. Like I loved the design of Venom, and it was like, okay, all right, all right, you're pulling me in. And then I went and saw it. I was just kind of like, man. Um, but like you, it's like I will say they fast tracked that movie. Like that movie came out sooner than anybody thought it was going to. Because it, it seemed like one day they announced, hey, we're making this movie. And then there's like, hey, production's done. Comes out like in two months. Yeah. And I was like, uh, 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 um, are you done? And yeah. uh, so that, f- That's the only reason I feel like this sequel might actually still drop this year. Because mm-hmm. that's exactly how Venom 1 was shot. They, yeah. I think they started filming in like January. And it came out in October that same year. You know, and I was I like, how the right, hell yeah. are they going to film this thing? Do facts, do everything. And get this out same year. And they did it. So... So um, I, I definitely, I do think, I, I just feel like Venom is one of those characters that just needs to be rated R, especially if this is the kind of Venom, that the version of Venom they're going with, the big hulking monster version of yeah. Venom. It's like, you just make yeah, it right. people's heads off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the, fact, the fact that there was a scene where he bites a dude's head off and there's no blood to be seen whatsoever. I was like, uh, whatever. Okay, fine. Um, plus, if you're bringing Carnage into this, uh, it just, it... It just makes too much sense not to be rated R. But I will t- yeah. I will say, like you said, having Andy Serkis helming a movie that is mocap heavy, and to me, and also having just finally late to it watched his version of of Jungle Book called Mowgli, um, I really want to see him direct more stuff and and directing yeah. something like this. I'm like. I don't know why, but the, he's just a quirky enough dude, and he's so good with mocap. This just seems like something that would be right up his wheelhouse. Yeah, and but that you know, and circus is the other reason why I'm not sure this movie is going to come out because uh, they are currently filming the Batman right That's now, right. and he is Alfred. So um, he's starring in that, and they're filming that right now. So how is he directing a movie? So I'm curious, man. I'm curious. I need more info on Venom too. But uh, it's been kind of. I guess that would depend on how big Alfred's role is in the Batman. Yeah, it's probably not much, and they could probably film him all in a week or whatever, and they probably worked around the schedule. But because pretty much it just it's just another thing in the back of my mind that's like, is this movie gonna happen? I I haven't hadn't even thought about that unless they're already done shooting Venom, too. Because I I don't know when they I don't know when production started on this thing honestly you know what I'm gonna we're doing this in real I think time it just started in January <laughs> I'm gonna do this in real time we're gonna look this up right here let's see development that the pre production film principal photography began in November oh did it so they've been see, filming this I thing see, I haven't seen a single piece of anything for this movie no that's and 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 I dig into all of this shit so yeah I'm like. They're, they're getting past me somehow on this one. Yeah, that's the last thing I heard is that they start. That's the last thing I was wondering is that they started filming principal photography in November. 
So I don't know. They, they could, could do it. They like could said, do they it. It's it's, it's been done. I've seen. I mean, look at how quick they fast tracked Black Panther after how big Civil War was. Yeah. Like 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 the weekend after I saw Civil War, there was a Black Panther trailer on TV, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Venom, you know, like I said, Venom Two. I know you liked it. I know, I know a lot of people liked it. Uh, it People were like, kind of, it is divisive. There's no doubt. That's why I said yeah, that. I said yeah. it's very hit and miss. Like people love it or people don't like it. So, but, but I, I do love being proven wrong when it comes to stuff like this. Like I love having low expectations for a movie and then coming out being like, that was actually pretty good. So I, I want this to do well because I also yeah. love the character. So, uh, my number five is Wonder Woman eighty four. Yes. Um, Looking forward to that. I'm a big DC fan. Uh, first Wonder Woman movie was great. I think Gal is fantastic as Wonder Woman. Now we're in the 80s. Uh, we got Cheetah coming into play with Kristen Wiig. Um, you got um, the Mandalorian himself up in here as uh, one of the bad guys. So, Oh, yeah. You know, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, Pedro. Pedro Pascal. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think the first trailer looks fantastic. I can't wait to see the next one. I want to see Cheetah in full action. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm stoked, man. I, I I just think this looks great. And with Patty Jenkins coming back to uh, return to direct this one, um, I think it's going to be a real fun ride. So uh, they better give me a real good explanation why Chris Pine's back. But other than that, right. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, I mm, that that's, that's the only thing about this movie that's got me going like – careful dc careful mm, you had a good thing don't mess it up because because they they did they did the right thing by bringing back everybody including patty jenkins it's like you you bring her back you pay her whatever amount of whatever you give her a blank check and let her write whatever number she thinks is appropriate on there (laughs) and uh and you make this movie yeah i was at first i was really bummed when i heard that this because this got pushed back a year it was yes. it was done for and no reason really either. It, the, the, the only reason they're releasing it on June fifth is because June fifth is like the anniversary of the of the first issue of Wonder Woman. Yeah. That's the only reason they did it. It was like we're pushing it back so it can be released on like her seventy fifth anniversary. I'm like, great, but the movie's done and we're just gonna sit here and yeah. wait for it. We're just gonna wait another year. Yeah. <laughs> like, I get why you're doing it, and that's awesome and, and romantic and nostalgic. But I want the damn movie. Um, <laughs> but they yeah, <laughs> that first trailer, I was like. Especially when you see like the gold armor, I was like, "Oh hell yes!" Yeah. Oh, <laughs> come on, the lasso she's riding the lightning. I mean, oh come on, man, crazy shit. <laughs> um, here's my thing: Do you think we're gonna see uh, actual cheetah footage in a trailer, or will they just save that for the movie? No, I think we'll see it. You think we'll they, see they, it? They don't. They, no, 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 no company can save something like that on their trailers anymore. Um, uh, well, these days. Anymore. I mean, they they want to give it all away. It's all marketing to them. It's, it's stuff to get them out. They're going to want to start pimping the toys and all the different That's stuff. True. So I was they're, going to have to show it. I was going to say, because they, they did it for the Dark Knight, because nobody knew what uh, um, Two-Face was going to look like till they went and saw the movie. It wasn't in. And even, even, even Heath Ledger's Joker, like, they kept it they they held giving you like a full look at the joker for like three trailers like you didn't get a full look at his face until like the third trailer for the dark knight yeah and you didn't see anything but also dark knight's one of those movies that like it wasn't exactly a lot of merch and toys for the dark knight either um which was weird it'll probably be like one of those quick scenes like at the end of the trailer like she'll be like running in her you know kind of cheeto <laughs> mode yeah. you know at wonder woman running at her from the opposite direction and then it's boom ww84 that's the know? that's the only other thing that has me a little bit worried is is the actual design of what she going to look like because yes 
you that, know that can make or break it. Yeah, because Cheetah in the comics is basically a naked woman, but just covered in cheetah fur, and it's <laughs> it, it's a little weird. I mean, it's it's just a, it's a, it's a bizarre character design, and so I'm I'm hoping that they lean into it though, and they actually make her go full cheetah because yeah. I, I I'm a little worried that they're just gonna throw some kind of cheetah jacket on her yeah, <laughs> and just, just, just don't do cats do her hair up crazy yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then she's like ah i'm a cheetah <laughs> call me I, cheetah i don't i don't want to i don't want to see something as, as terrible and terrifying as cats but i also don't want to see anything as like as like weird looking as as hermione with a cat face in the second harry potter movie either like, let's let's <laughs> let's find a happy medium here folks it's 2020 come on we I just you just put princess leia back on screen after, long after she had died we, we can do better come on Yes. Uh, number four brings us back into the MCU and into the Marvel fold. And um, it's, it's actually one that I really know nothing about, uh, but it intrigues me. And I have faith in Marvel uh, because they did this to us with Guardians of the Galaxy and look how well it did. So I'm going with the Eternals uh, and number four. Uh, I think Eternals is going to be this epic blockbuster um, that just has this amazing cast with Angelina Jolie and Kumal Nanjiani. And I just, I love what they're putting together with this. It's going to be this epic space movie. And I love when they go galactic. And uh, even though we've seen no trailer, we really haven't seen any footage. This is all just going on my faith in Marvel that this is going to be a badass yeah. movie. So I made it all the way to number four for me just on that. I, I will tell you something about the MCU. And that is, that is if you guys, if you ever having trouble getting in shape, just become an actor in an MCU movie because that picture of Kumal Nanjiani yeah. came out and he is ripped. Ripped. And then the, the same thing that happened with with like Chris Pratt when he became Star-Lord because we all know him from Parks and Rec yeah. and he was chubby Andy and then you can tell you can tell which season he was gone filming Guardians because he wasn't in the show and then he comes back and he's just like jacked and it's like, "Oh, okay." Um, now I'm with you. This is, this is the second time I've gone in blind to an MCU movie. I went in blind with guardians. I had no idea. I knew nothing about, knew nothing about guardians and, and the eternal tree, a fucking raccoon. (laughs) I don't know. It's like, okay, yeah, whatever. Fine. It's it's, it's a raccoon with a machine gun. Sure. All right, cool. And then it became like one of the best movies the MCU's put out. So this is another one that I'm going in really blind. Like I've never even heard of the eternals. Um, it wasn't until I was actually watching the original, the first guardians the other day and my buddy was like, Oh look, there's an eternal. And I was like, what is in one of the, one of the visions or one of the, the little flashback things that the collector shows them with the power stone yeah. is I was like, Oh, cool. <laughs> doesn't help <laughs> yeah. me. It doesn't help me at all. Other than that's, it's a big fucking guy. But, uh, yeah, it's this, the cast on this thing is ridiculous. It come on Gianni, We mentioned Gemma Chan, uh, Brian Tyree Henry, Salma Hayek, Angelina Jolie, uh, Kit Harrington, <laughs> who yeah. comes is playing a human warrior who wields a mystic sword. Cool. So he's Jon Snow. Awesome. <laughs> this poor guy. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like you. Like I, I, I don't have a whole lot of excitement for it yet because I know absolutely nothing about it. So I don't know what to get excited about. Right. But going in blind on just my faith in Marvel, it's like they have they have hit way more than they've missed. So, in Foggy we trust. In Foggy we trust. <laughs> Our Lord and Savior. Which leads me right into number three. Uh-oh. It's Black Widow. 
So I'm going to keep on with the MCU tradition. Uh, Black Widow finally getting her solo movie after being a part of the MCU since Iron Man 2. Uh, Obviously passed away in Endgame. This is a prequel movie that takes place after Civil War and right before Infinity War. Um, So interesting going back to Russia, finding out about her past, her sister, her family. Um, It looks like a really cool kind of throwback movie. I mean, this reminds me of like um, Winter Soldier. You know, it looks like it's just this good, like, espionage, just kind of, like, not your typical Marvel superhero movie. This is all grounded kind of people. Taskmaster is the villain. Um, Yeah, I mean, it looks really, really good. We've only really had the one trailer, but I dig it. I like the flow. I like the vibe of it. And it comes out in May, and it's supposed to really tie us in with some extra stuff into the MCU. I have a feeling that her sister might become the new Black Widow for the future of the Avengers, you know, so they might be trying to tie in something bigger here, um, who was played by uh, Florence Pugh, who mm-hmm. I just absolutely love. She's been on a massive role lately last yeah. year with uh, fighting for my fighting with my family, and then she did um, Midsommar, and then she was in Little Women. I mean, she just uh, she's just killing it right now, so I think she's going to be great in this, and um, you got David Harbour and, you know, and you got Rachel Weisz. I mean, it's a great cast and yeah, looking real forward to Black Widow at number three. So I have mixed feelings on Black Widow. I, I liked the first trailer. I didn't love it. I liked it. Um, Black Widow is one of those characters who, as the MCU has gone on, I've liked the character more and more. Um, yeah. cause especially those first few times they used her, it was like, what is, what is the point of this? She's. She's like, She's I love, yeah, I mean, I, I, I get that. I get that. But it's all like that mattered in those first in Iron Man 2. That's all that matters, especially in Iron Man 2. But like in the first Avengers, when she's when she's down on the ground, just go pew, 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 pew just shooting yeah. her little. She's not even shooting like like Desert Eagle handguns. They're like little like Walther PPKs from like the early Bond films. Ping, 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 ping. Um, while everybody else is like, cool, I'm going to go over here in my in my with my with my magic lightning hammer. You 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 sit there and, and, and shoot. Um where the, where this movie continues to confuse me is why doesn't she have a Russian accent? Because she's been gone from Russia for so long. I I know, but it's it's <laughs> this this goes back to a, 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 a this is goes back to why I think we needed a Black Widow movie a lot sooner than twenty twenty. Um, because a I want to know like is this movie take place post Infinity War or is it like somewhere else between like in between like infinity war and like, like winter soldier. Like I want to know where this movie takes place. I've, I've heard that it takes place like between infinity war and Endgame. No, it takes, it takes place before after civil war and before infinity war. Okay. So in that gap, what I personally would have preferred to see was either a movie about between, um, winter soldier and uh, um, Age of Ultron because there's a long period of time between those two movies and we really don't know what she's doing because at the end of Winter Soldier, you know, she has that thing where like she testifies in front of like Congress or whatever and like walks yeah. at the door and gives him the finger and whatever. <laughs> and then she's just back in, in uh, Age of Ultron. And it's like, cool, so what you been up to? Um, so I'd kind of want to know more about that. Or I was actually kind of hoping we'd get like a full-blown prequel and like learn about what the hell happened in Budapest. Yes, that's what I wanted. I wanted her and Hawkeye. I wanted a true shield kind of movie with them leading a team and kicking some ass in Budapest. Uh, Uh, Samuel Jackson, let's just make this awesome shield movie, bring Coulson back. Let's just have this badass. Like, I mean, 
I'm really disappointed that Jeremy Renner is not in this movie, to be honest, because yeah, I felt like he was needed for any kind of Black Widow movie. I mean, I when I think of her, I think of him, and especially with the scene from Endgame when she when she goes off the mountain, just between the two of them, mm-hmm. I think it would have been so cool to see that in this kind of a movie. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I would have preferred. I, know, it's I, kind of that they're picking just a, an odd kind of space to drop in and say, this is in between here. It, unless they just, they obviously must have some master plan and there's an importance there of why they chose that window. I guess, but I, again, you know, this is, this is an MCU movie. So it's like, cool. What's the post credit scene going to be? Can't be anything she's involved in. Cause she did <laughs> like, well, like I said, it could be her sister getting recruited by, you know, I, Falcon. <laughs> you know, it very well could be. Um, I almost, I almost wish they had done like the the Black Widow Hawkeye thing, almost like as a streaming series, like on Disney Plus or something. Like do like eight episodes of that original story. As far as Florence, like I, like you said, Florence Pugh is on fire right now. Um, fighting with my family was a move. Was a was a movie. Never would have thought would have ever like it was, we're making a biopic about Paige, and I was like, okay. I mean, I like yeah. Paige. She's a good wrestler, but. Sure, of all the ones to pick to do a bio, not not yeah. John Cena, not The Rock. Okay, but it was one of the best movies of 2019. I don't care what anybody says. I'm shocked as hell that movie didn't get nominated for any kind of Oscar. Um, and uh, I didn't see Midsummer. I completely missed that one. But Little Women, she is so good as Amy, so good as Amy March in Little Women, and uh, and uh, so I'm really looking forward to her in in black widow and yeah maybe we could see her come back you know i think it's really just going to depend on my my ability to to believe her as a black widow is really going to depend on how much ass kicking she really gets to do in this movie but mostly i just i just can't wait to see freaking david harbour as the red guardian i i so especially because like i was so let down by hellboy yeah and so It's I just I want to see him. Yeah, it's like the fact that he's basically just Russian Captain America. It's like oh, I can't yeah. wait to see where this goes, and the fact Still that fits. <laughs> and the fact that we've got Taskmaster in this thing. Yeah, um, perfect villain for a Black Widow. Oh, I know, and I never would have thought of that either. Like I wasn't sure. Like I thought maybe it was just going to be like, you know, it's just her taking on the Kremlin or something like that. It's like no, the villain's Taskmaster. And I was like, that makes so much sense, and I never thought of that. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and allegedly we're getting a Tony Stark, uh, uh cameo in this as well. Uh, yeah, we'll see about allegedly. that. Allegedly. I don't, I'm not putting allegedly. Yeah. Um, There's a big rumor. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, and, and then you got Rachel Vice too, who's just a wonderful actress and there's a lot of power in this movie, a lot of power in this movie. And it's directed by, I'm trying to remember who directed it. Is it Kate Shortland directing? Yeah. Kate Shortland's directing yeah. this. Um, so I'm, I'm really like. Again, like blind blind faith in 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 the MCU. Like I really want this to be good. I don't have super high expectations, but this is because I have a lot of questions going into it. Right. Um, what else you got? All right, number two is actually a movie that's in theaters right now. It's been number one for three weeks in a row, and that's Bad Boys for Life. Uh, I, I still am a seen massive <laughs> Bad Boys fan. Uh, I love this series. I think it's the uh, ultimate, you know, buddy cop kind of movie. Um, I love um, 
number one and number two. I mean, number two is actually in my top ten of all time. I love Bad Boys Two, mm-hmm. and um, so I've been waiting for this movie for what seventeen years since the second one, Jeez. and um, so it had to be on my anticipated list. I mean, you know, uh, so it, it's crazy that it's already January and I've already seen it twice. Um, but it was number two for me, man. I just seen Will Smith with Martin Lawrence again, and this movie's fantastic. It is so funny. It's relevant i mean it just it hits on all cylinders you're so happy to see the crew back together again and um yeah i've seen it twice and i love this movie and man we're very much deserves its number two spot i'm just glad that it's back i'm glad it's making money i'm glad that they're looking to do a fourth um uh, i'm like let's bring it on man let's, you know even though they wasted the title bad boys four i was just gonna on say the third that one <laughs> like, like way come to, on guys way to root way to blow it way to blow it so you know we'll see what happens with the next one but yeah that that was my number two man love bad boys i i, I still haven't made it out to the theater to see it it's it's been it's been oh, a busy fun. busy start to the year man you know and uh, i work at a fox station so gearing up for the super bowl was was big part of my life for the last month but uh um yeah i you talk about like you talk about a project again another one that i thought was never gonna happen i was like Right. No way this gets made, and if it does, it's gonna suck. Like, there's no way this is gonna be any good. And then that first trailer dropped, and I was like, "Son of a bitch, this looks fantastic." And I've heard nothing short of everybody declaring it as like like the new best, uh, like the new best bad boys, and just or or as good as one and two. And I'm just like, I just I can't wait to see this thing. I I'm uh, soon one day in the next week or so I'm gonna find time to go see it, but I gotta hurry up and figure that out too because there's a lot of stuff coming out here soon that I'm ready to go see. Right. What else you got? Yeah. Man? And number one, man, and you know this was kind of a blind shot when I made it number one, but we just got the first trailer a couple days ago, and it's because I'm a sucker for family, and that's right because it's Fast Nine. Oh boo. F9. I I boo you, a- sir. I am a massive Fast and Furious fan, and um, when it came down to it, man, looking across the whole year, how could I not be excited for the ninth entry in this film franchise? I mean, I'm just a sucker for these films. Uh, I I love this series, dude. I love every single movie. I own them all in 4K, and... um, you know, I just I've been waiting to see what they were going to do next. Justin Lin is back directing this one. Um, and man, I am even more stoked to have it at number one after that trailer dropped a couple of days ago because I absolutely love that trailer. Uh, John Cena's in here as the villain uh, playing Vin Diesel's brother. Craziness right here. Jacob Toretto. And um, Wait, he's playing he's playing you know, he's playing Vin's brother. Yeah. Oh, I'm really, I'm really out. I'm really out now. (laughs) Jacob Toretto. Uh, We got the return of Han. How? I don't fucking know. But Han is back. And um, we got even crazier action. So um, this thing just looks batshit crazy, as all the fast movies do. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm super stoked. So you know what? I'm just, you know, they're cheesy, good fun. And I'm always ready for the next one. So Uh, F9. Do each their own, man. I'm not going to hate on you. It's I've never been a fan. I've tried numerous times. You don't like none of them? I can't get into it, man. I'm not. I just I don't know what it is because, like, I like the first triple X movie. Um, yeah. I like Vin Diesel. I like the people who were in these movies. I don't. It's. It's. it's I, I, I'm, I'm going to equate it to this. So I love eggs, okay, and I love mayonnaise, and I love mustard, and I love paprika, and I love onions. But when you put all of those things together and turn them into a deviled egg, I'm out. I, I don't like deviled eggs. 
even though it incorporates all, it's just something about that combination of things and the flavor that it creates doesn't do anything for me. And Fast and the Furious movies are kind of the same thing. It's like take the car aspect out of it. It's like I love Vin Diesel. I like Michelle Rodriguez. I like these directors. Cinematography is great. There's great action, great stunts. I just it's just something about it does nothing for me. Does mm. nothing for me. Did you watch Hobbs and Shaw? I didn't actually. I did not make it to see Hobbs and Shaw. That one actually I thought I was like, okay, this looks different. And I love The Rock, and I love Jason Statham, yeah. and I love Idris Elba. I just, I just that one. I just simply just didn't have time to go see. Curious to see what you thought of that one. Yeah, that's one. Like I didn't, I didn't like avoid it. I just did not. At that point, there was so much other shit coming out, and I was just like, I just did not have time to go see it. I actually threw through through. We're gonna get into the Oscars here at some point, I promise, folks. But that was <laughs> that was one of those points where it's like I when the Oscar nominations came out, where I realized just how many movies I didn't see last year. I was like, holy crap, I missed a lot last year. Because <laughs> instead of going to see, you know, Jojo Rabbit when it first came out in theaters, I was going to see um, fucking Rambo, <laughs> which yeah, which, hell yeah, which Rambo, Rambo was mention. Rambo was awesome. <laughs> Was it the greatest movie of the year? Hell no, but I loved every moment so of it. It was so good. So I don't have mine in any particular kind of order. A lot of the ones you had, I already had as well. I'm just going to name a few. Um, believe it or not, I'm actually really looking forward to Practical Jokers, the movie, which is so dumb to say, yes. but I love no, that I show love so much. That show is so good. Uh, one that I actually just found out about like the other day, I didn't know it was still happening, and now that I know it is, I can't wait to see it and see the trailer, uh, The Invisible Man looks so creepy and so good and i rewatched uh upgrade the other day i love that movie so much and i remember much reminded me like man blumhouse has been kind of knocking it out of the park lately with their horror stuff so i'm really looking forward to the invisible man uh i from what i understand it's no longer like they've completely jumped ship on the universal monsters thing this is just kind of its own thing which i'm fine with because the mummy was terrible but uh so the invisible man's up there looks um, really good yeah uh quiet place 2 i just saw the first trailer for i loved a quiet place and the fact that it yep. didn't win all of the oscars for sound editing and design was criminal um and uh it's it's nice to see that it, the, the, the sequel is going to be both a sequel and a prequel because it looks like we're getting a lot of like flashbacks flashbacks you know we see a lot of krasinski we see like the the aliens first attacking and then we get to see the continuation of the story from the first one um i can't krasinski you know his like second or third foray into directing and i'm, I'm into it man um also coming out next month we've got mulan which lord i can't wait to see that i <laughs> this, this like just historical period piece awesome chinese war yeah man i have zero interest Really? Yeah. None? <laughs> I could not care less. I'm I'm actually amazed that I'm as excited as I am because of how much You're I, not alone. I, <laughs> when I just, we did our podcast of the anticipated, I think both my uh, co-hosts actually had it on their list and I'm like, "Wow, really?" cuz I just I, just, I don't know, man. Something about Mulan just I I actually never cared for the cartoon, so like so uh, seeing it in live action just as looks Nah. That might be that might be why. If you didn't like the original, it's probably why you're not on board. And, and, and for me, I'm more shocked because like I really didn't like the Lion King at all. Oh, I love. I thought it was a waste of time. I thought it was a complete Aww. waste of time. Um, like like the end, like the, 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 the from a technological standpoint, the the you know, the CGI. Oh, it's just fantastic. But yeah. I was like, I could have just watched the original and had a better time. 
<laughs> um, I could give a crap about the new mutants. That newest trailer they put out a couple months ago was a really good trailer. I have no yeah. faith in the movie whatsoever. I think the movie's going to be a pile of crap. Um, if I still don't see it even coming out. Yeah, it's supposed to come out in <laughs> April, but at this point, who the hell knows anymore? At least not theatrically. Yeah, I just put it on, a, you know, put it on a streaming service and call it a day. Um, you you play those two open. There's two. <laughs> it, there's a theme song that the moment I hear it, I don't care what's about to happen. I'm on board. Dun it, dun it, down dun dun down dun 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 dun. You put the James Bond theme song on anything, and I am a hundred percent on board. So no time to die is so high on my list, uh, especially because you've got um, Ana de Armas, who is one of my favorite actresses working right now as as the Bond girl, and I'm I'm and they're bringing back Christoph Waltz, and you've got um, flipping Rami Malek playing the villain. So on board, yeah, so on board. I I love. I've seen every James Bond film multiple times, a massive Bond film, even the bad ones. I will watch them. I don't care. I will watch Die Another Day anytime it's on TV. Don't care. I'm going to watch it. I love it. Um, Black Widow, we mentioned. Um, I just the other day found out about this Scooby-Doo animated movie they're doing called Scoob. Um, Scoob. Yeah, sure. Um well, I'll see. We talked about one one four. I'm really. I don't know if I'm excited or anticipated, but I'm curious. Is is um, the uh, the Jordan Peele Nia DaCosta Candyman movie that's coming out? Um, Candyman is one of my favorite horror films because it's freaking terrifying. Yeah. Um, bees. Candyman. Just, oh, the bees. Oh, I'm good. <laughs> Why is it bees? Why is it bees? <laughs> um, and it's Jordan Peele. You put Jordan Peele in a horror movie now, and I, that, which is a sentence I never thought I'd ever say in my life. Oh man, Jordan Peele in horror, man. Like, no, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm into it. Um, I, by the, I, I heard rumors of another Purge movie, and I just don't care. I, I don't care. Stop, stop, stop. Um, but Ghostbusters Afterlife coming out in July. Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife, I'm so excited for. Um, they played the trailer for it in front of Jojo. I went and saw Jojo Rabbit the other day, finally. Loved it, by the way. That movie is wonderful. Um, I haven't had a chance to see that one. It's yet. so good. Oh, man. Like, it's so funny, but you will feel things. You will feel things. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, you know, Jason Reitman coming on, taking over for his dad. I know there's been, like, some kind of shade getting thrown back and forth. Like, oh, now they're just, you know... Now they're just undoing what the 2016 Ghostbusters did. And I'm kind of like, yeah, but that movie wasn't very good. So maybe it's okay if we do that. It's fine. Um, I keep hearing rumors that there's going to be a Bob Bob's Burgers movie. Cool. Whatever. I mean, I like the show. That's fine. Um, you know, we mentioned Godzilla versus Kong. And we're looking forward to that one. Um, number My number two is Dune. Yeah, Denis Villeneuve because I love Denis Villeneuve. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I saw it five times in theaters. Um, you talk about a cast. You've got Timothy Chalamet, Oscar Isaac, Josh Brolin, Skarsgård, Batista, Zendaya. Um, it's just a huge. You know, Momoa's in this thing. Javier Bardem. Love Dune. Um, but honestly, the number one that I'm really looking forward to this year, and everyone can feel free to throw things at me. I don't care. I'll t- uh, Death on the Nile. Really? Death on the Nile, Kenneth Branagh. Number one? Number one, man. Let me tell you something. Behind me me on my shelf 
is a is a compiled completed works of Agatha Christie's uh, Hercule Poirot stories behind me. I love those stories so much. I've seen every version of them ever told, whether it's miniseries or film. I absolutely adored Murder on the Orient Express. I loved (laughs) that movie. I thought the cinematography on that film, the downward shots while they're in the train was fantastic. I thought that Kenneth Branagh's portrayal of the character was the book come to life. And the fact that it was just, just, it was just such a, because normally when you watch these murder mystery movies, you expect it to be random bouts of action. And, 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 and it's like, no, it was just, it was just a slow, easygoing thinker mystery, uh, you know, murder mystery. And I really, really enjoyed it. So I cannot wait. I'm so happy. You what? <laughs> I hated that movie so much. You're, you're not alone. I know. My mother is a huge Agatha Christie fan, and so I took her. I took her to see it, and she hated it too. I no. I loved it, and um, but I but I know a lot of people didn't. So I was so sure there was never going to be another one. But then when they said they were dropping Death on the Nile in October, Kenneth Branagh coming back, and with the cast of people like yeah, big cast again, yeah, Gal Gadot, uh, Army Hammer, Annette Benning, um, I think Tom Bateman's in it, um. Letitia Wright, I forget everybody else. Uh, Sophie Okanito, whole bunch. It's it's another stacked cast, um, yeah. and I'm just I I love these stories. I love this character, and I think that's why it's my number one is because of how much love I have for the source material. Um, I'm just I'm I'm 100 on board. And plus, it's a it's a it's a mystery crime thriller. I mean that I've I've directed three short three short uh murder mystery films so it's kind of my thing so yeah man number one death on the nile shoot me don't care hit me up <laughs> hit me up on twitter folks at mike shit comedy bring it on cool with it <laughs> all right so uh we, that took an hour i cannot believe how much time that took so That's while I, I yeah i know while i still got you here we're not going to delve into like the entire roster of the oscars because look ain't nobody got time for that uh no. it's, it's, <laughs> it's all right it's 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 after midnight here okay um but i do want to hit just kind of the big ones um the the acting awards and uh best director and best picture um and you know best animated feature film because i think that one doesn't get enough love um so let's start let's start there though uh best animated feature film because i have some thoughts on these nominees uh the nominees for best animated feature film are how to train your dragon the hidden world i lost my body klaus missing link and toy story 4 um where are you sitting at don uh out of those i would go toy story 4 um I couldn't believe that Missing Link won at the Golden Globes. I was a little. Taken it won the Golden back. Globe? Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, it won Best Animated Film at the Golden Globes. I don't watch the Golden and Globes, I was like, but now I really. really? Don't. <laughs> so I, I already don't uh, watch those. Now I'm really not going to watch those anymore. Jeez. Shocked that Frozen Two is not on it. Um, I am too, actually. You know, um, I don't think the first one was nominated for an Oscar, though. I think it was. Was it? Pretty sure the first one was, because huh. um, that that was a big year for that. Because I know it had song and everything. Because I know the song's nominated, but the movie's not. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, out of those, um, my pick would be Toy Story Four. Out of those. Okay, so I I actually completely I actually haven't seen any of these. Is the thing. 
Um, oh, no, I take it back. I saw How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, because that is a flawless trilogy. But uh, uh, that's another great one. Yeah, it is. Uh, Klaus and Miss. I, I didn't. I had no interest in seeing Missing Link. I thought Missing Link looked dumb. No, horrible. Um, Klaus and I Lost My Body. I guess are two. I guess they're two foreign films. Um, I know I lost my body is because there's always that one. Yeah, that one is Klaus wasn't Klaus wasn't. Okay. Yeah, I, I, lost my body was. I missed Klaus completely. I, I didn't see any previews or anything for it. No, that um, one was super under the radar. That's why I'm not even sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then Toy Story 4 was one of those like I wanted to wait and hear what other people thought because I was like for Toy Story. This is going to suck. And so I kind of wanted to wait and see what other people thought. And then I heard it was really good. And then I just never made it out to yeah. the theater. Um, I think Toy Story 4 is probably the safe choice and probably the logical choice. If anything has a chance to upset it, I would say How to Train Your Dragon in the Hidden World because the animation on that movie was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but if Missing Link won the Golden Globe, man, that's that, yeah. that, that can be telling. Um, well, it's because they like it's that stop motion, so they, they love that company. And, you know, it's like a... That, that that does wonders. <laughs> yeah. So plus, they could get it just for that. When I saw the nominee list, I was like, "Was that really the five best of last year?" Then I kind of went back and looked at last year's uh, uh, animated films. Not a lot to choose from. Not a lot to choose from, as far as like quality ones, yeah. or even just any. There really weren't a lot of animated films that came out last year. Period. Really. Um, so then I kind of thought, oh, I guess maybe these are the five best, but yeah. <laughs> it definitely wasn't Adam's family. <laughs> oh man. Do you know how much that, that bummed me out that that was so not good? Like, yeah, I love the Academy Award or love the Adams family. I love the Adam. I hate the Academy Awards. I love the Adams family. Um, yeah. and I was like, and you got this cast and the animation was so, was the classic. I was like. I thought the trailers were really funny, and I watched that movie, and I was like, "This is not good. This is just not good." Yeah, I took my daughter to see it, and I was just like, "Oh no, no, no!" <laughs> I apologize for wasting so hours of your childhood, honey. Like, geez, this is yeah, gonna be- she she dug it. I mean, yeah. but yeah, it didn't didn't do anything for me. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, it's probably gonna be Toy Story four. I mean, you look at the love that people have for Toy Story in general, which I get. I mean. It's one of the best animated franchises ever. Um, then we get into, let's see here. Let's look, let's look at these, uh, these acting awards. So best supporting actor, we've got Tom Hanks for a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Anthony Hopkins is the two popes, Al Pacino and Joe Pesci for the Irishman and Brad Pitt for once upon a time in Hollywood. Uh, where are you sitting? Uh, I would go Brad Pitt on this one. I love Brad Pitt and once upon a time in Hollywood. Uh, it's the, Best I've seen Brad Pitt in a long, long time. That movie was uh, I just so thought good. he was so tuned. What'd you say? That movie was so good. Yes, yes, oh. very good. <clears throat> and I mean, and I, I just, I prefer Brad Pitt in the movie over Leo and just everything, man. I just thought he was so tuned in and just so great in that movie. And I'm just glad he's getting love for it because um, it's a hell of a lot better than Ad Astra was <laughs> that came out a couple months ago. Oh, I, I skipped that on purpose. Uh, oh, it was, was horrible. I saw the trailers and I was just kind of like, man, what a waste of Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. Nobody knows how to use Tommy Lee Jones I, right I anymore. He's in the movie. He's in it for like two seconds. Yeah. Um, um, the, the two popes. Yeah, I would I, go with that. I never heard of the two popes. And I saw that it got nominated a couple times this year. And I was like, what the fuck is this movie? I, I don't know anything about it. I know he plays uh, Pope Benedict. But yeah. um, I don't know. I, I'm kind of leading Tom Hanks, man. 
Hey, wouldn't be a bad one. It wouldn't. It, plus, it's Tom Hanks, and it's and it's yeah. and it's Mr. Rogers. And when you think about the fact that, like, people were like, myself included, were genuinely outraged that "Won't You Be My Neighbor" wasn't nominated for Best Documentary last year, right? And I feel like this might be a year where everybody's just kind of like, oh, fuck that. We got to get something with, with Mr. Rogers in a war <laughs> here. Like, right. Um, I still have not made it through the Irishman. I just, it's, 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 you and me both. it's I can't, man. I tried. <laughs> it's too damn long. Everyone's like, well, you sat through Endgame. Like, yeah, but Endgame had stuff going on. The Irishman exactly. doesn't have anything going Endgame on. Endgame does not feel like three hours. Irishman feels like six. Yeah. Oh, man. It's so. And I like Martin Scorsese a lot. Holy crap. The Departed is like one of my top five favorite films yep. of all time. The Irishman is boring. <laughs> boring. Um, so yeah, so you're going Brad Pitt and you know what, if it was, I wouldn't be shocked or disappointed if it was Brad Pitt because he was so good in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm a guy who genuinely, genuinely, generally doesn't like Tarantino films and I loved Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, so best supporting actress, we've got Kathy Bates and Richard Jewell, Laura Dern and Marriage Story, Scarlett Johansson and Jojo Rabbit, Florence Pugh for Little Women and Margot Robbie for Bombshell. Uh, um... You know, I I didn't get to see a, a handful of these, so it's going to be hard to really go uh, legit. I mean, I think out of that list you just said, the only one I saw was Richard Jewell, so mm -hmm. I guess I got to go with Kathy Bates. How was Richard um, Jewell? I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, been hearing some you know, really good things about that movie. It's it, Yeah, everybody's great in it. The guy that, um, I'm spacing his name now, but the guy that plays Richard Jewell was fantastic. Um Rockwell was so good in it. And Kathy Bates, I mean, she just always shines. She's his mom in the movie. And um yeah, I I she was she was great in it. So I mean from a supporting actress standpoint, you know, I, I would go with her. I wouldn't count out, you know, Scarlett Johansson. And shout out to Scarlett Johansson who's never been nominated for an Oscar before and she got two nominations this right? year for two different <laughs> movies on top of that. So Marriage Story, um, and Jojo Rabbit. So yeah. Um, marriage story. I can't even bring myself to watch just cause I feel like it's going to hit home too hard. So I'm yeah. like, I can't do it. That's, um, that's another one of those. It's like, man, if I'm going to watch the movie, I got to like have the day off. It's got to like, I yeah. gotta have the, and I got to have lots to do afterwards. Cause I don't want that to be the thing I do to end my day. Oh, uh, right. but I've heard it's very good. I've heard it's very, very good, but speaking I'm, of Sam, I'm, I'm afraid you mentioned <laughs> Sam Rockwell for Richard Jewell. Speaking of which. And I know you haven't seen it yet, but the fact that Sam Rockwell was not nominated for a Best Supporting Actor for Jojo Rabbit is criminal to me. Yeah. Uh, I think he, they missed out for him in Jewel. He should have been. I, yeah. I thought for sure when I walked out of that movie, I said, "Oh, he's going to get some love," and he didn't. And yeah. it sucks. I, I hope you get. I hope you get to see Jojo Rabbit soon because because I will say I think yeah. I, feel, I feel like Sam Rockwell steals every scene he's in in that movie. Um, and you mentioned the Scarlett Johansson being nominated for both Best Actress for Marriage Story and Best Supporting Actress for uh, for Jojo Rabbit. I know a lot of people are saying that Laura Dern has this in the bag for Marriage Story, but man, I got to tell you something. As a as a glorified mama's boy, watching Scarlett Johansson play that young boy's mother in Jojo Rabbit, I felt like I was being loved and cared for by my own mother. <laughs> like it just came off the screen how much love you there was between that boy and his mother in that movie and if she, like i'm sure i i heard her marriage story performance is fantastic but i really do kind of feel like 
the supporting actress award is Scarlett Johansson's to lose. I mean, she is just to die for in that movie. Um, in a role that like you think, okay, Scarlett Johansson playing a World War II era German mother, like this is going to be hokey. This is going to be like a caricature. And uh, you just you just bought it. You bought it. You bought the love she had for the little boy. Um, Bombshell, I haven't made it out to see yet. It's one of those, like I honestly kind of forgot that it was coming out. Yeah. And then it was It out. came and went too quick. I mean, I wanted to see Bombshell, but um, it came out right before Christmas. And then that was like right when, I think it came out the same week as Star Wars. And mm-hmm. it just kind of got shuffled. And then it was like, okay, then the next week I ended up seeing something else. And then the next week I saw Richard Jewell. And then it was like, by the time I could get around to it, it wasn't even playing anymore. I, so I was like, damn yeah. it, because I think it looks fantastic. And, and I wouldn't doubt that Margot Robbie was great in it. Um, but yeah, I really want to see that one. I'm hoping to be able to here soon. Especially when you look at the when you look at the the force of talent that movie has. You got you know yeah. not, not just Margot Robbie, but you've also got you know uh, Nicole Charlie Theron, John Lithgow is in this thing. Connie Brighton's in this thing. Allison Janney's in this thing. Malcolm McDowell, Kate McKinnon. I mean the the, the movie is Alice yeah, Eve stacked. at one point. And what's what's funny too is if you if you go to the the bio list on Wikipedia, every character in the movie has their own Wikipedia page because they're based on such big people. Um, the fact that the fact that John Lithgow is playing Roger Ailes is just fantastic. Um, but uh, yeah, it was one of those. It felt it felt like they released it just so they it was so just so it could be in theaters long enough to qualify for a nom, and that was it. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah, I just never meant to see it. But I'll, like I said earlier, though Florence Pugh in Little Women is is Florence. just to die for as Amy March. Um, but like I said, a lot of people are saying this is Laura Dern's year uh, for Marriage Story. My mom, my mom watched Marriage Story. She said she couldn't stand Laura Dern, but my mom and I disagree a lot when it comes to movies. Uh, she didn't like Murder on the Orient Express. Um, so, <laughs> uh, best actors we talked about. Scarlett Johansson is in for Marriage Story as well as Cynthia Erivo for Harriet. Uh, Saoirse Ronan's in for Little Women. Charlize Theron's in for Bombshell. And Renee Zellweger is in for Judy. Um, I'm going to start this one off. Just um, So I have not yet seen Harriet. And the reason for that is uh, uh, somebody who I know who went and saw it said that it was like almost like insultingly historically inaccurate. Like it's so historically inaccurate that it's just, it's almost like it's, it's doing more harm than good. So I haven't really rushed out to see it yet. Um, and I feel bad cause that was one I was really looking forward to, but um, Renee Zellweger as Judy Garland in Judy is akin to, um, Gary Oldman as Winston Churchill or Rami Malek as Freddie Mercury of just like just bringing this real life person back to life on screen is it's just it's insane to me that Renee Zell and this is Renee Zellweger someone who we all know is a talented actress but you know isn't like a like a superstar you know like a Margot Robbie is who's got the talent and also has this star power and Renee Zellweger just owns Judy, man. Like it's it's kind of insane, as was Judy Garland. Uh, how good Renee Zellweger's uh, portrayal is. Um, I don't know, man. What are you thinking? Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you there. It's gonna be Renee Zellweger uh, for sure. I, I think that one's pretty much a slam dunk. Did you ever make it out to see Harriet? I did not. I had yeah. no interest. No, none. <laughs> but but I will say. 
Cynthia Revo is great. Uh, I like her in pretty much everything she does. She was uh, awesome in uh, uh, L. Uh, oh, oh my God! No, bad, bad, bad times uh, at the El Royale. Bad times at the El Royale. Yeah, she was so good in that, and she was really good in Widows as well. So um, I, I really like Widows. her. I am sure she did a great job. So yeah, I I, I missed Widows, and um, we we talked it's good. We talked Oscar announcements when the nominees first came out uh last a uh, couple weeks ago on another show and we my buddy had mentioned that oh she's really good and bad and i i hadn't seen el royale to that point because it came out at the same time as hotel artemis and i saw okay. hotel artemis first and i just didn't see el royale i like hotel artemis by the way um yes good but i did finally watch bad times of the el royale and she is so freaking good in that movie. <laughs> she's great yeah. she is so good um i yeah um, so I, like I said, I'm sure she knocked it out of the park. I really wish I actually found this out cause I was looking up some information about her, but from 2011 to 2012, there was a, a UK tour, uh, of the, of the sister act, the live musical. And she played Whoopi Goldberg's character, sister Mary Clarence. And <laughs> I wish to God I could have seen that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would have been so great. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, like, like, like you said, I think this is, this is going to be Renee Zellweger's award to win. Um, if she, if she doesn't, I call shenanigans, yeah. um, best actor. We've got Jonathan price for the two popes, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker, Adam driver for marriage story, Leonardo DiCaprio for once upon a time in Hollywood and Antonio Banderas for pain and glory. Um, I think I know what you're going to say, but what do you got? <laughs> it's going to be Joaquin baby, yeah. uh, Joaquin Phoenix, Joker, uh, from the second I watched that movie and walked out, I said, that guy's got an Oscar coming. Um, <laughs> right. and I just, there was no doubt in my mind leaving that movie. Um, and I saw it a couple times in the theater, um, watched it again recently, a couple weeks ago. And I was just like, there's just no doubt, man. And I'm not even a Joaquin Phoenix guy. Uh, I haven't really liked him in anything since, <laughs> you know, signs. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's wow. been so long. You know, that I've really cared for much with him. And so I wasn't even thrilled when he got cast in the role. And I was just like, really? He's going to be Joker? That sucks. Um, and I ended up loving the movie. And I just thought he was phenomenal. Um, just watching. I could throw that a movie on and just watch the 10 minutes of him on the um, Robert De Niro show at the end of that mm-hmm. movie in, you know, when, when everything goes to hell, um, that scene right there is Oscar worthy just for that one scene, let alone the whole movie. Um, it, he's just so, so good in this and he's won the award already for best actor in like every other award show <laughs> up to this point. So I think he's pretty much a slam dunk for the Oscar as well, but we'll see. So I, 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 and I will say this to bounce off what you just said, uh, a, yeah, this is going to be Joaquin's award. Like, but that being said, like what you said is he is, he's won in every other contest there has been, he has won the best actor award. And since this, this is going to be a very telling year, I think, because what's been the one thing we keep saying year after year is that the Oscars have no love for comic book prop, basically any kind of fantasy sci-fi genre type properties. They just, they just don't. Um, nothing is more yeah. evident of that. This than Endgame but, should have been nominated for best film. I'm just saying. Well, I'm even going back to like Logan, like the fact that yeah. Logan, oh, true. Logan yeah. received no, not only Logan should have been nominated, but you Jackman should have been nominated. Patrick Stewart should have been nominated. Yeah. Like, uh, like, yeah, the fact, the fact that the only thing that thing got was a best ad, a best adapted screenplay. I didn't even win that. 
was was just an, it was just insulting. Um, and so you know the the fact that Joker A has like what like twelve nominations this year, um, I think really does speak to the fact that that like the Academy at large is finally starting to really pay attention to. Like there is quality films, there are quality, you know, to to, to paraphrase uh, Martin Scorsese, there is cinema being produced um, that is derivative of comic book properties. You know, just because it's a comic book property doesn't mean it's it's not of you know a higher level of film. And I think Joker is one of those films that has really transcended its its, its own genre, its own source material. Um, that being said, I do feel like if if Joaquin doesn't win Best Actor this year, I think that that is going to like put the nail in the coffin once and for all that like comic book movies don't stand a chance at the Oscars. You know, it, I think that's one of those like it's going to be very telling if Joaquin doesn't win. Um, it just yeah. Uh, What's crazy though is if he does win, that's two Oscars for two different Jokers. Which I just think is is crazy, crazy to think that of all of all the comic book characters that two times the Joker's been betrayed have won Oscars. Well, <laughs> so, that's and that's also that also goes to to, to prove you too of of uh, that's also something else like is just how criminally underappreciated the Dark Knight is. Like we all talk about the Dark Knight like it's the greatest comic book film ever because it pretty much is, but like the fact that it took Heath Ledger dying for that movie to get shown any kind of Oscar love. Yeah. Um, is is ridiculous to me. Um, but yeah, I think I think Joaquin's got this one in the bag. You know, I want Adam Driver to take home Oscar gold, but when you're putting him up against Joaquin Phoenix, uh, sorry, Adam, you'll sorry. get you'll get you. Adam Driver is an amazing actor. He will get a chance. And Leo, you got your Oscar, so calm the <laughs> fuck down, okay? Um, best director, we've got Martin Scorsese for The Irishman. Todd Phillips for The Joker, Sam Mendes for 1917, Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Bong, apologize if I'm butchering the name, Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. My heart wants to go with Joker with Todd Phillips, but uh, I'm going to actually say Quentin. Um, really? For Once Upon a Time. I just I thought that movie was just shot beautifully, and the, what he did to downtown Hollywood to make it look like it was out of the 60s and 70s and stuff, like... It was just mind-blowing. I mean, everything looked so good, and that was not CGI. I mean, it's just it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, as much as I love Joker and I would love – you know, I think Todd Phillips is a great director. I just I, – I think Quentin just did a phenomenal job with that movie. Um, it's a bigger movie. It's a bigger scale, bigger, you know, look. So, um Will he win? Probably not, but that's my, that's, you know, if I had to pick somebody out of that bunch, I'd probably go Quentin on that one. So I feel like, again, like, like you, my heart is with Todd Phillips and Joker. I really want that one to win because of, not just because of how much I enjoyed the film or how, because of how good it is, but also just because of what it means. Again, the whole, the fact that a comic book movie would hold this much clout at, at the Oscars, you know, the snootiest of the snoot fest. Um, but I, the one thing I'm terrified of, I am terrified because if if you think Joker's nominated for a lot of awards, so is The Irishman. The Irishman is nominated in pretty much every category, just like Joker. And I just I have this this feeling in my gut, this feeling in my gut that The Irishman is going to upset Joker, um, in a few categories. 
And I feel like the best director might be one because it's Martin Scorsese. However, the things I'm hearing people say about, I haven't seen this yet, but the things I'm hearing people say about 1917. Yeah. And just what a freaking masterpiece this movie apparently is. When you think about the fact that it's coming from the guy that directed Skyfall and which is the best James Bond movie ever made. Um, I kind of feel like, especially also because we know the Oscars love their period piece of war pieces. I feel like it's going to go to 1917. Exactly. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I, I think that that's probably what's going to win. Um, do you remember last year who won best director? Cause I'm trying to remember. I do remember. Um, it was, uh, it was Alfonso Corone. He won it for Roma. I remember everybody was, oh, was so certain Roma was going to be the big winner last year. Um, do you think that Bong Joon-ho from, cause I'm here. I, I still haven't seen Parasite. It hasn't been shown anywhere near me. Um, do you think Parasite, have you seen it? I have not seen Parasite yet. Okay. I was going to say, cause I wonder if they're going to do one of those, like give it to the, give the best director to the international feature film again. Cause this is what they right. did last year. Cause they didn't give Roma the best. Cause I feel like, I feel like the Academy just wasn't ready to vote for a Netflix film for best picture, but, right. they, but they gave it best director. Yeah, I, I think know. it's possible. Yeah, but I, I do feel strongly it's going to be Sam Mendes for 1917. Yeah, and then finally we get to Best Picture where we've got Ford v Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. Joker. <laughs> My heart is with Joker. I want it to be Joker, for the same reasons that I want Todd Phillips yeah. to win Best Director. <laughs> Um, I was going to say maybe 1917, but if you notice, 1917 isn't nominated for a lot of awards. Well, I guess it's nominated for 10. It's nominated for a lot of technical awards. I, it's going to win Best Cinematography for sure. Um, I don't know. It's it, There was a lot of good movies last year, man. Um, yeah. other than the, I, I haven't seen Ford V Ferrari. I just, I, I just, I'm just not a car guy. And so I have Ford, not, Ford V Ferrari is very, very good, but I'm surprised it got nominated for best picture. I don't think it was that great <laughs> to be yeah. in, in that field. Um, you know, that's one that like, if there was the, uh, best picture in a musical or a comedy, that would be Ford V Ferrari. <laughs> right. Um, right up there with the Martian. Um, exactly. but it's hilarious movies. Like, <laughs> Like having just seen Jojo Rabbit within the last couple of weeks, it's it's and it's being fresh in my mind, and just thinking about like people, I, I hear people ask all the time, like, what's the difference between satire and com and and parody, and uh, it's it's hard to really explain the difference, but I think I think Jojo Rabbit is the first film to do satire so perfectly. Like like to a T, like you know the old expression, like I, I can't I can't define obscenity, but I know it when I see it. Jojo Rabbit is that way with uh with 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 satire. It's like I can't describe satire, but Jojo Rabbit is satire. Um because you would think a movie that's essentially a dark comedy in which the director is playing a ten year old's imaginary best friend representation of Hitler, you'd you'd think that could go off the rails so fast. And it's really honestly kind of beautiful. And it feels so weird saying that about something involving Adolf Hitler, but we're just going to roll with it. Um, honestly, like with the exception of the Irishman, because again, it, it's, it's not, it's boring. Um, yeah. I think it really could go to any of these. Yeah. Um, little, but we want Joker. 
Yeah, we want Joker <laughs> for for Joker. a lot of reasons. Joker. And honestly, I feel like honestly, it needs to be Joker. You know, because especially when you think about the fact that Black Panther was nominated for Best Picture last year. Yeah, and it did should well. It should have been Infinity War. It absolutely <laughs> fucking should have been way Infinity better of War. a film. Yeah, that's another story. Um, yeah, but but Black Panther did really well at the Oscars last year. Like it won, I think it won Best Original Score. And it won production design, which was funny enough. The lady who won best production design for that movie from right here in Dayton, Ohio. Haha, suck it. Um, actually, the 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 current favorite for best documentary is uh, American Factory was made here in Dayton, Ohio as well. Um, it's. But yeah, you know, Black Panther was nominated for best picture. And it did. It didn't win it, but it did really well at the Oscars. And I just I feel like we're. We're, I think we're there. I think we finally reached that point where people finally are having to pay attention to the fact that these quote-unquote comic book movies aren't just comic book movies anymore. Like, they're, they can play with the big boys. And I think, I think this is finally the year where people are... Because, you know, geek culture has been a thing for a while. You know, when the advent of, like, Big Bang Theory and, like, how big Comic-Con and Star Wars Celebration and stuff have gotten... And so we like to think like, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool to be a geek now. But I think this is the first time where, where the geeks are finally getting to sit at the cool table, like legitimately. Somewhat, you Somewhat. know, if, if, if Endgame was nominated, I'd say yes. Right. Uh, you know, Joker's great, but Joker's also a spinoff comic book movie that's done in a very realistic way. And it's got very heavy tones and it's, you know, rated R and it's gritty. And I mean, it's not, you know. It's not like Batman was swinging around here fighting him, True. you know, I mean, so so it's like, yes, it, it is still a win for us in the comic book world, it is. Um, but it's a very little win as far as I'm concerned until yeah. we get like a an MCU type of film or or a real true DCEU kind of movie or something like that oh. nominated. Well, DC, um, DCEU's got to start putting out better films first. <laughs> Hey, and as, as somebody who's like I'm, most I'm of them, I'm just saying in general. <laughs> I know, what you, mean. <laughs> you know, like like that's a that's a win for me. I yeah. mean, you know, so um, you know, it, it, and that it, that is something that is something to, to to take note of is the fact that it took a comic book film to go this far away from its own like archetype. Like it had to do, it had to be this different of a comic book movie. To get to play with the big kids, it's it's on one hand, you're kind of like, you know, it shouldn't have taken this much. But at the same time, a win is a win, you know, yeah. like like, well, like you said, I mean, Black Panther was a win. I mean, whether, you yeah. know, it should have been a different MCU film, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, but it was it was still, you know, it was, that was a true comic book movie that was nominated. So, yeah, uh, I'll, and it was, I'll take and it was a comic book movie. Like that movie yeah. was, it wasn't like a Joker, which is a comic, right. which is like a super serious film with comic book sprinkles on it. Like Black Panther was a comic book movie in every sense of the word. <laughs> and it's, it still got a best picture nomination, whether or not, you know, yeah. should have. And I was, and I love that movie. I love. I Black do too. Panther. But Infinity War was way <laughs> Infinity better. Infinity War was a better movie. <laughs> Sorry, it just was. Um, um, it's like Endgame was phenomenal. It was the biggest movie of all time, and should have been nominated for Best Picture. But hey. yeah, or at least gotten like like the fact that Karen Gillan like wasn't even in the conversation for like a Best Supporting Actress nomination. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Karen Gillan was so good in that movie. Also. 
Robert Downey Jr. What the fuck? Yes. Come on, exactly. people. Um, yeah, but I also feel like just because it's such a big blockbuster, I think that people just, you know, like same thing with. But it was a great movie, man. It, was it struck a, all the emotions. It had tears. It had laughs. It did. It had I, family. I, I mean, that I, movie covers all bases. I've never, I've never seen a standing ovation happen in a movie before. Well, except for when I went to opening night of Revenge of the Sith, but like. If, to be in the middle of the film and uh, and be, just because Spider-Man swings onto screen that it triggered a standing ovation. The fact that Captain America picked up a hammer triggered a standing ovation or just said the word assemble triggered a yeah. standing ovation. Like, like that is something that deserves some kind of recognition and, and the fact that it hasn't gotten it um, is just it's just criminal. But it did win Best Picture, I think, at the Critics' Choice Awards. So <laughs> it won. I think it won. It was. It was like Best Picture. Oh, it was best uh, Action. Picture, best Action. Because yeah. they, yeah. they, they get genre specific with yes, theirs. Yes, it was Best Action Picture. Which I can live with that. If, 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 yeah, if it, I was like, hey, at least somebody gave them an award. Yeah. <laughs> so like if the if the, if the Oscars were more genre specific, I think I might be making a bigger stink about Endgame not getting nominated. Um. But since I know what kind of films are going to get nominated at the Oscars, it's not surprising to me that Endgame wasn't nominated. Um, stop being so snobby. I, I know, I know they do, but if you know what, Some it's younger it, voters out there. Well, they keep saying that we're going to incorporate more diversity into our voting pool. Okay, well, there's six thousand of you, and the same crap keeps winning all the time. So, figured out. Although Shape of Water did win, and I'm still trying to wrap my head around that one. The lady fucks a fish, people. That one, that one best picture. <laughs> Whatever, it happened. It happened. It happened, and we let it happen. Well, shit. That's uh, yeah. That's this coming Sunday. The ninety second Academy Awards are happening on ABC. Uh, broad. It's like I think it's like eight o'clock is when it's on. No host this year. Um, I think they're still going to be doing the same thing they did last year, where they kind of condensed the show down to make it like exactly three hours. Um. Sure, cool. I'm still having an Oscar party. Doesn't matter. You can't stop me. Um, but yeah, those are that's what me and Don uh, think about the Oscars. That's what we think about the movies coming out this year. Um, I made him audibly gasp with my number one pick for uh, most anticipated <laughs> 2020, and um, he made me. I think boo you audibly him. gasped at my number one. Pick, yeah, so, so it's fitting. We're very, we're <laughs> I booed him. He shook his head at me. Um, but that's the beauty. That's the beauty of it. People is you can have conversations about things and not hate each other just because you have different opinions. Gasp! What a no. concept. <laughs> uh, not on the internet. <laughs> uh, so, Don, tell the people at home where they can find you and what you got going on, man. Oh, thanks so much, man. Gladly. Um, so I host a weekly podcast myself called Am I on the Air? Am I on the Air is a obviously movie-based kind of podcast. It's entertainment-based TV movies, reviews. Uh, it's a weekly podcast that drops uh, usually every Monday. Uh, if I don't do it on a Monday, you might see it drop on a Tuesday or Wednesday as well, but typically on Mondays. Um, and it's about, you know, 45 minutes or so each week, just kind of getting you caught up and everything's going down the world of uh, movie and news and TV news there with a movie review each week. Um, we'll be talking on this week's episode about the rhythm section, which came out last Ooh. weekend. 
um, which, uh, spoiler alert, was not very good. So that's what <laughs> I, I heard. Don't know why it dropped in January? <laughs> um, but yes, that's what we're uh, reviewing this week. And um, but yeah, check it out. Am I on the air? dot com available, of course, on all your normal platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, and all the good stuff there. Um, every once in a while, we do some spinoff episodes called Am I Still on the Air, which uh, are usually focus-based things like our top 10 countdowns, spoiler reviews, things like that. Um, you can also find on the same website, same podcast feed and everything there. Follow on Twitter at Am I on the Air. And you can follow me on Twitter directly at DXDonMega. And um, yeah, and follow along. And uh, you can also follow me on Stardust. Have you done start? Are you keeping up with Stardust? Do you fall off? No, I fell <laughs> off again, man. I fe- you know what I found is that it doesn't work very well on the iPhone. Really? It it glitches out all the time. Every time I would, tra- whenever you would see me post a Stardust review, yeah. you have to realize that that video that posted was probably my ninth attempt at posting. Huh? It just for whatever reason that app and I and uh, iOS just do not get along. Interesting, because so. I record it. I record some reviews off my iPad, and I have no trouble. Mm. Um, so that's weird. I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, but Stardust is a really cool app that's out there where you can do little mini thirty-second uh, video reviews of TV, movie uh, trailers, and um, so I'm always posting on there as well too, just kind of get a quick bite on if something's good or not. Uh, you can follow me on Stardust at Don Mega D O N M E G A. Um, but yeah, man, it's been awesome to be down here on the basement lounge. Basement lounge. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was glad, glad to talk some movies with you as always. always and uh, thanks for having me. Real quick, uh, which was worse, uh, the rhythm section or Doolittle? <sighs> <laughs> Probably rhythm section. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Man. Um, they were both two stars on my scale, but. I'd probably rather sit through Doolittle again than Rhythm Section. Man. Rhythm Section was boring as hell. At least I got a couple chuckles out of Doolittle. But oh yeah, uh, yeah. Doolittle do, do, do had Robert Denny Iron Man giving a drag and a prostate exam. So oh my god, yes. I can't believe that's how that movie ended. Walk on an adventure. Um, oh, yeah, wow. yeah. January man's been very hit and miss. We've had a couple decent ones, and then we've had a couple stinkers. So yeah, um, you, you get bad yeah. boys for life, which is like, oh yeah, and then you get everything else that reminds you, oh yeah, this is January. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. We had a we had a ramp up, and here we are. But uh, yeah. this week we'll be checking out um, Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. I, I, so uh, I got, that'll I got, be on next week's show. I gotta tell you something, man. Uh, Roca, uh, I was talking to John Roca the other day, and he was, and he had tw- he tweeted this out too. But he was talking about how like DC fans are really gonna dig Birds of Prey, and I'm sitting yeah. kind of like, I don't know, man, because those trailers, those trailers just look like leftover vomit residue from Suicide <laughs> Squad. I just, I don't know. I hate the title. I think the title is stupid. Um, the title's hella dumb. Uh, don't get me wrong. And <laughs> hey, you know, normally a DC movie would have been in my top ten, yeah. and you did not hear it in my top ten because I haven't been really taken by the trailers i i was actually looking very very forward to the movie and the first trailer dropped and i was like meh and then the no. second trailer dropped and i thought it was worse than the first trailer so i was just kind of like eh. but you know what the social media uh, reviews have all been pretty positive i mean everybody mm-hmm. seems to love this movie action's great it is rated r and yeah. i'm hearing it's a great ensemble picture so i'm looking forward to it man it definitely hyped my expectations hearing how much everybody seems to like it 
Well, good stuff, man. You guys make sure you go check out Am I on the Air and Am I Still on the Air. Follow Don everywhere. You know, get his. You know, check out his thoughts and feelings on Birds of Prey. I'm gonna go. I, I mean, I'm gonna go see it, and we'll, we'll we'll talk about it. We'll review it on Mike Talks Movies. But in the meantime, make sure you check out all of Don's stuff online. Listen to his show. Follow him on social media. As always, you can follow this show online. Go, go to go to our website, basementloungepod.com. Finally got the thing up and running, so go check out the website. Follow us on Twitter at TBL underscore pod or on Instagram at basementloungepod. And as always, you guys can find me online at Mike Shea Comedy on all the social medias. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for the Basement Lounge. We're back. We got more episodes coming for you guys next week and the week after and the week after. We ain't stopped yet, and we ain't going to stop anytime soon. In the meantime, guys, as always, live well, rock on, take care, and bye bye